This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office. This is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good afternoon, everyone. And despite the weather outside and more than a foot of snow in uh, in much of the metro today, we do have some semblance of Twitch programming for you today. Unfortunately, no baseball, but we do have this outstanding program for you today inside Twins. Made in Minnesota, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. So, Corey Provis with you today, and uh, on advice from our friends at MnDOT, who said stay off the roads unless it's necessary, so we are listening to that. So I'm joining you from my house today, and also joining us from his home is the Twins Chief Baseball Officer, Derek Falvey. And, Derek, thanks for your time. A lot to get to today. How are you? Derek, are you there? I am not uh, hearing Derek Falvey right now, so we'll try and get uh, get in touch with Derek here. Uh, while we try to patch that together, the Twins did just make a roster move, and we will get to that when we come back. We're going to take a break, and we'll try to get everything figured out for you. We'll try to connect with Derek and also get you up to date on the roster move the Twins made moments ago. So we'll come back inside Twins. Rolls on in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis with you today as we are bringing to this program today from a couple of locations. Of course, we have our great crew at Target Field. Uh, I'm at my house in uh, the western suburbs, and we're going to try to connect right now with Twins Chief Baseball Officer Derek Falvey. Uh, Derek, Falvey. Derek, are you there? I am. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, trying to brave this snow. Uh, no kidding. A lot to get to, and thanks for joining us on our program here today. First, take us through the events and how this all came about the last two or three days with uh, this, this epic snowstorm that we've all uh, witnessed here, and unfortunately no baseball here the last three days. Yeah, it was a difficult couple of days for a lot of reasons. You know, you have a chance to uh, – we were playing pretty good baseball, come out of that Houston series, you know, feeling pretty good, get that first one that Jose pitched in against the White Sox and uh, would have hoped to play over the last few days, but hey, Mother Nature is what it is. We'll get through it, uh, get some plans for rescheduling moving forward, and now we get a chance to go play in some warm weather. Is there a precedent for what uh, what has transpired here the last three days and just you know, just conversations with Major League Baseball about how this played out compared how they handled this with other teams, other cities in years past? It's unique, certainly, when you when you see a storm like this come through, and it, it, you know it's going to impact more than just a couple of games. And uh, I think you know each situation is unique, uh, 
Uh, fortunately for us, we're playing the White Sox, you know, a division opponent who we know will play a number of times this year. So uh, we feel like we found ways to make it up. Yeah, the White Sox do come back uh, two more times, but, but per the CBA, are there limitations with how many doubleheaders one team can play in one city, in one uh, series? There are, uh, and not so much within a series, but you know, there's, there's the split and regular traditional doubleheaders. Uh, so you need to work through those unique challenges. Uh, I think the White Sox already have one on the docket, and now we're likely to have a couple more. So just part, part of it, you know, we understand that you know, these things, we dealt with some weather early on last year. It's some adversity we'll face uh, as we go through. I think we just want to get our guys swinging the bats and throwing the balls tomorrow uh, to get them prepared for Tuesday there in San Juan. But but no makeup dates have been announced just yet. Is that still on hold? Yeah, nothing finalized at present, just because of the reality of uh, you know having each of the games um, snowed out here. We just want to make sure that we line everything up with the White Sox and with Major League Baseball before we do uh, complete the the schedule for the remainder of the year. And if you're trying to find some small server lining in all this, it is a divisional team. The chaos this would have caused, Derek, if this was say Houston or Seattle who was just in town, I can't even fathom how this would be made up if it was one of those two teams. Uh, certainly. I, I think that was the one benefit, no question, Corey. I think when we think back to that Seattle series, played a tough game there uh, in some cold temperatures, but in the sun, you know, felt like we really had to get that one in and then ultimately lost one from that series. So uh, it's, it's a challenge this time of year up north, not just in Minnesota, but across northern baseball. And we'll work through it. I'm sure our guys are going to be in a good place uh, to keep playing baseball here this week. Has this changed what the, what the team will do tomorrow? I guess the original plan wasn't to hold a workout, but now after missing three days of actual play, does that change what the, the schedule for tomorrow? It, it will to some degree. I, I think many of our players uh, are chomping at an opportunity to get back on the field, uh, you know, see some fly balls, take some BP in, in a live setting. So uh, we will intend to, to have an optional workout tomorrow for our players. I know most will want to attend that. Uh, and then, you know, even this morning, just in the in the ballpark, getting guys in the cages, getting their workouts in before we take off today for Puerto Rico, uh, it was a good opportunity to just get guys moving. I think, you know, th- this is just reality of baseball this time of year, uh, as I said, in the north. But I think our guys are putting themselves in the best position to be ready to go. So the guys have still been coming in then and, and taking some swings in the cage and the pitchers they have remained on, on some, some semblance of a throwing program? Yes, I, I would say, um, you know, for the hitters, uh, the benefit is you have the cages, you're in a good place where you can uh, you can take full BP, you can do what you need to with the machines, and James Rotham and, and Rudy Hernandez have those guys cranking. For the pitchers, you know, you see some funny things where guys are throwing underneath target field there in the tunnels and getting themselves a chance to long toss as best they can, and then they find a way to uh, to grind through it. But the outfielders and infielders need to see some live balls. All right, Jake Odorizzi will pitch on Tuesday night, and Jose Barrios will be no doubt an emotional night for him. He will work on Wednesday night. Both games begin at 6:10 Central Time. We'll be on the air from San Juan at 5:30. Even though there wasn't a game on Friday, Derek, there was some roster news. Ryan Lamar optioned down. The Twins did make a corresponding move just moments ago, and that's going to be Alan Boosnitz. Take us through both both ends of that uh, roster decision. Well, anytime you have a, you know, when you're looking at your lineup and who you can, who you can arrange uh, to come through a couple of different series moving forward, we felt like this gave a chance for, the, for Ryan to play, uh, get him some at-bats, and then in addition, uh, get Alan Business up, uh, who we're going to have be a part of our bullpen here moving forward. So these are, we'll go through iterations of our roster at different junctures this year, but this was one we felt like was the right time to get Ryan to play and to get Alan as a weapon here against the Indians and potentially moving forward. 
Is this connected at all with, with the illness that Addison Reed and maybe some other guys have been battling uh, with here the last few days? Definitely a consideration. I think as you, uh, as you get a few guys that are a little bit under the weather, um, you, you want to try and deepen your bullpen. You know those are going to be big, meaningful outs for you. And Addison coming off of his strep throat, uh, a couple of other guys you know, kind of fighting through some colds and just uh, normal sickness. It, it felt like we had an opportunity with the way our, our position player club is lined up with Robbie Grossman and Harry Adrianza, Eduardo Escobar, a lot of guys who can play around for us. We felt like this was the time to maybe get the extra arm and let Ryan go get some of the in AAA. Now, reading the, the the clips yesterday, and Phil Miller from the Star Tribune, outstanding beat reporter for the, that covers the Minnesota Twins, had an interesting note about the rosters for this upcoming two-game series. Because it's being played outside the continental United States, he wrote that the teams are granted an extra roster spot. So it, it, I didn't know that. So both teams, the Twins and Indians, can have 26 guys on their rosters come Tuesday? That's correct, yep. It has to be, uh, for one, just – small difference from a normal 26th man on a DH. It has to be a position player. So that's something we're working through today. Uh, we'll let Rochester complete their game and, and make a decision as to who we think is the best fit for us as we go into that series in Puerto Rico. Does that guy have to automatically be sent back, or could you could you have some say with the roster and that there's nothing that's, that's in writing that, that that player, that he has to go back or the team has the choice to do whatever they select to do? So if it's a player who, uh, who was already on option in the minor leagues, uh, that player could stay up for as long as you'd like. What it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change is there's the 10-day rule around sending a player out to the minor leagues. We can recall that player for those two games in Puerto Rico, but then that person would need to go back. That's right. Okay. One more thought uh, before we take uh, our next break here, Derek. Speaking of that, you know, Kenny Vargas is not on the 40-man right now. He's from Puerto Rico. The Twins will have both Barrios and Rosario, uh, you know, ready. And Barrios will pitch Wednesday. Rosario is going to play both games. Is it, is it difficult? And maybe this will happen. We'll find out. But, but Kenny not being an active participant in the special two-game series? Well, certainly I think, you know, Kenny's somebody who uh, has been a big part of this franchise and a big part of Puerto Rican baseball. Uh, for the last number of years since he's been a professional in baseball. He was great for us this winter. He's, he's still a big part of our Twins organization. Uh, we'll continue to support him moving forward. Um, but I, I know I'm sure it may be a disappointment for him not to be there down in Puerto Rico, but I know he's working his way back to, to making both uh, he, his country, and other, everyone proud when he gets back to the major league. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and continue our conversation with Twins CBO Derek Falvey. This is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. We'll come back with our Sunday program in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Byron Buster. You're listening to Twins Baseball on News Radio 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis with you on the phone, as is Twins CBO Derek Falvey, kind enough to give us some time here as the Twins will depart for San Juan later on today. All three games, or three of the four against the White Sox, postponed this weekend. Derek, one more note before we kind of move on. Was there any dialogue about moving this series to, say, Milwaukee? The Brewers are playing, I think, in New York right now. Was that even debated, or because it was a divisional team that come back again, was that never up for, up for conversation? You know, certainly we, we thought about ways to be creative uh, with our series and moving games and otherwise. But we felt like 
this was the best chance you know, for us. We knew we could get game one in. Uh, we were hopeful maybe there would be a slight shift in, in some, of the, uh, some, of the, some of the forecasts. Unfortunately, I think we knew that was a low probability. But as you said, this is a division opponent, and we want our games played in front of our fans here and uh, here in, at Target Field in Minnesota. So we'll get them in, I'm certain, and, uh, and we'll have some good outcomes later on this summer. I would imagine, too, that just overall comfort and, most importantly, safety is a part of this as well from a fan experience while the field is heated. You know, I, I just don't think there would have been time, right, to get to get target field ready from a fan standpoint. Well, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we have is I think we have the best ballpark staff in baseball, you know, led by Matt Hoy and his group, and then Larry DeVito, without a, without a doubt, is as good as it gets when it comes to grounds crew. So we felt like if – if the snow had stopped and, and the temperatures had risen just a bit, we may have had a real opportunity to get these games in. Unfortunately, the weather just didn't cooperate. But uh, ultimately, we want to make sure that fans, our players, and everyone is, is having a great experience at Target Field. And, uh, we just couldn't get that to happen over the course of the last few days. Hey, I want to get your reaction to how the game uh, went and, and pretty much ended on Thursday night when shutting out Chicago 4 nothing, And for Joe Maurer to come through with his – 2000th hit in the manner in which he did uh, from your perspective sitting where you were and with the people around you what was that like for you it, it was pretty neat uh, you know when he got to 1999 I think we all were waiting for that next at bat we were hopeful that he'd get it up in a, in a big spot and that's exactly what happened you know he was that was a big moment in the game I think Paul said it best that this was you know not just to get the 2000th hit but to get it in a meaningful moment in the game to drive in two runs in a big spot and that, that that's just typifies Joe and then like even cooler than that with how the game ended. You know, you get the pop-up, he catches the last out, and uh, just a fun moment for him. I haven't been around the Twins uh, for as long as Joe has, but I can tell you from afar, I've always admired his career, and uh, he did a heck of a job. Yes, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, because elaborate on that if you can, and the challenge that it was preparing and scouting and trying to beat Joe with, say, your previous employer, the Indians, whom you, you know the teams play 18, 19 times a year, and, and when what you would go about doing into giving your pitchers the best chance to get Joe out. Yeah, that was not easy at all. <laughs> I would tell you that any pitcher who's faced Joe Maurer you know, during some of his, uh, his best years, which you know, we're seeing kind of typical uh, vintage Joe Maurer right now with how his at-bats are going, it's just it's a tough out, you know, pitching inside, away, off-speed. Uh, I think Paul again said this the other day. No one blinks when he gets to two strikes because he's just a good hitter there as he is with no strikes, and I, that's very rare in this game. So he's a, he's a special player. He's a great guy in our clubhouse, and he's a leader with our group. So we're we're very fortunate to have him. Glad he's on my side now. It's only been three starts, but in what ways has Jose Barrios improved and even matured at the age of 23 from where he was, say, Derek a year ago this time? Well, I, you know, where do you start? I think that when you think about where he was coming out of the WBC last year in Puerto Rico, I uh, got a chance to learn from some more advanced guys on that club, came back to us late in spring training, and we had a plan in place that you know, our guys, our, our pitching guys down in the minor leagues, did a great job with to, to get him in a good spot. He embraced his work better than just about anybody in our organization. So he kept getting after it. And then once he got up to the big leagues, he kept taking steps forward. I mean, attacking the strike zone, using his secondary pitches. He's, he's calm through at bats. I think some of that just comes naturally with maturity at the major league level. But now he's taking that next step, which is the, the more challenging one, which is finding ways to get that swing and miss, to attack guys in the zone, uh, to, to put yourself in the upper echelon of pitchers. And I think sky's the limit for Jose. 
Uh, we're going to take one last break, come back, and when we return, I want to spend some time with some injured players, an update from Derek on Irvin Santan, also a conversation about Phil Hughes as well. Inside Twins back for one more segment in a moment. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. We'll come back and wrap up our Sunday show next on your home for Twins Baseball. The radio home for Twins Baseball, 830-WCCO. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis alongside Twins Chief Baseball Officer Derek Falvey wrapping up our Sunday program here today. And Derek, let's kind of wrap up on some couple uh, on a couple of injured players. First, Irvin Santana was briefly in town this week, and I, and I guess he got good news. He can begin a throwing program? That's correct. Yep, he's, he's already begun. Uh, was back in town just to get a, another certification. I think there's no downside to having our doctors just take a look before we started that program. So he's in a great spot. He's, he's excited. He's down in Florida. I think if anything, we're having to pull the reins back on him just a bit just to keep him uh, thoughtful about the next steps. But he really wants to get going and, and impact this club. Is it as basic as just playing catch right now? Is he anywhere close to being on a mound? Or how far along until he gets to that point? I think when you when you work out a, a program here with respect to, to build up, you want to start it as if he would if he were in January and fully healthy, January, February, and fully healthy. So he's starting to build out. He did 60, 75 feet, you know, making good throws, aggressive throws, uh, fastball grip. It's just all about how his hand responds and feels because it's, it's healed, it's fully healthy now. Now we just need to get to build his arm back up to where he needs to be. And uh, I can tell you that he's moving quickly right now. So we're hopeful that we get him uh, we get him here soon. All right, so so just fastballs here because the slider is such a key pitch for him. That's on that's on hold for now. I think you, most pitchers, you know, they don't throw a lot of sliders until they're on the mound anyway. It's just not not a pitch you throw when you're long tossing. So you know, for him, this is just a matter of taking time and, and building up arm strength and, and getting himself long tossing. He's kept his shoulder in great shape, you know, his elbow and other otherwise everything's in a good place. So now we just got to get the hand feeling the way it normally would, and uh, we'll proceed from there. Where's uh, where's Trevor May at right now with his uh, rehab progress? You know, another one that I'm excited about. You know, he's in a great spot. Feel like feels like he's got some uh, real development going right now. Not just with uh, with the rehab, but his pitches and where his body's at. Uh, he's at a point where he's throwing. He's about to throw his first live BP. So if you track that through spring training, when guys do that, it's just before they get to start facing hitters and start building out. So. He's in a good place. Feels good. Uh, and down in Fort Myers, and we're hopeful to get him back there um, potentially as, as early as early June. Do you view him as a starter again, or is he back to being a bullpen, or is that too soon to tell? I, I do. I, you know, I, I think Trevor wants to be a starter. I think we see him as a, a guy who's got a chance to be a starter. We're building him up that way. Uh, we have every intention of using him in that capacity. I think the reality is because he's got some success and has had some success in the bullpen, and he's got a chance to uh, to really be something who can help us in either way. So you know, the reality is, you know, we face injuries through the course of a year. Hopefully, we don't face them too often. But if we do, you know, he'll be ready to go when he's he's fully healthy. Right, we got about 40 seconds left. Let's wrap up. Phil Hughes, two starts in, any setbacks with his oblique? No, every, everything's been good. You know, I think as, as we as we prepared for this week, you know, could he have been a consideration for this weekend? I think I think he probably could have been. But we felt like with the weather and the way it was all tracking and 
and where his oblique and, and back were in general. And you know, we wanted to make sure that he was in the right environment to pitch, which we felt was warm weather. So he got a great start in again yesterday, and now we'll see where he can he can slot back in at some point here soon. Hey, Derek, thanks for the time. We'll see you this afternoon. Of course. See you soon. Take care. All right, we thank Derek Falvey for joining us. We thank you for joining us. We're going to have baseball for you coming up on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Inside Twins on your home for Twins baseball.